Welcome to another episode of Art Life Plan. And this episode, I wanted to chat about the creative process. Now, this one might take us through a couple episodes, but I just wanted to get started with, you know, what exactly is our creative process and how do we function within our own? Because we all know everyone's creative process is different. Uh, our creative process is not going to be a linear path and it's much more dynamic and it's like a cyclical dance. It consists of various stages, each with its own unique characteristics and demands. And while, as I said, everyone's process is distinct, there are common elements that weave themselves through all of our processes. The first stage of our process is ideation. This is one of my favorite things to talk about in all of my classes. Uh, so buckle up. <laughs> this is where our inspiration strikes. The ideas form and our creative journey is going to take its initial steps. An ideation is a time of exploration and curiosity where we can tap into the spring of our imagination and search for those sparks that are going to ignite our next series or our next work. So during this phase, we're going to use a couple different methods to generate ideas. Uh, one of the most popular techniques is, of course, brainstorming. And if you've had me in a class, you know I love me some thumbnails and generation of those thumbnails. Um, and this brainstorming time is, I think, paramount. And everyone's is going to look slightly different, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but just by setting aside dedicated time to brainstorm, you're going to create an open space for free-flowing thoughts and do not have any judgments or limitations during this time. Jot down anything that comes to mind, so whether it's practical or seemingly absurd. And this is going to let our minds wander, and it's going to connect seemingly unrelated dots and open doors to new creative possibilities. So in my art and design classes, I talk about that thumbnail sketch, and I usually start it with like the dreaded thumbnail sketch. And I think why this is, is, you know, in earlier years of our art classes, so much of our sketchbooking time was, you know, on page one, you're going to do X. On page two, you're going to do Y, and so on and so forth. And our sketchbooks were more forced, and they had to follow a sort of paradigm set forth by someone else. So... While I jokingly say the dreaded thumbnails, what I'm really meaning by this is, you know, this is the time to break away from that and figure out what process works best for you. Is it quick gestural studies? Is it, you know, deep dives into a certain element of your composition? This is your sketchbook and you can do whatever you want with it. Another thing they like to talk about in this sort of stage of ideation, brainstorming is, you know, you don't even have to draw during the stage. This is one of my favorite things to do. I like to make crazy lists. So if I'm going to be working with, you know, I'm going to take design for this one. Um, one of the things that I always had when I was in the field and creating ads, it was always tricky during the holiday times because you'd start to run out of ideas of how many sort of snowy Christmassy homey scenes you could make so get that sketchbook out and it could be like Christmas Christmas balls jingle bells sleigh rides fireplace redbirds and you would just I'd set a timer let's say one minute and just brain dump as many words possible as I could during that time and it seems as though in that stage the most absurd is going to be the ones that's going to help the most and then you can create you know back in that time with the AdSense you know something slightly different instead of you know a tree 
buy a fireplace or a stocking, etc. It would allow you to get more ideas out by seeing, you know, it in verbal format, not just visual format. On the note of the thumbnail sketches, and gesture does come in handy with this. So if you are someone who works in a more tight and refined system, maybe for these, just experiment with gesture. The same thing as with a sketchbook, set a timer. Choose the timing. Pretend this is sort of like in a figure drawing class and you have 5, 10, 30, 60, 90, 120 seconds to do your rough you know, sketches of that figure. Take the same format and apply it to your sketchbook. Uh, five second sketch of XYZ, um, 20, 30, etc. Whatever the time is for that. If you feel like you need just a little bit more, just set it for 60 seconds. Pop that phone on 60 seconds and, you know, allow yourself five of those just to get started. Uh, when I was in school, and this usually would create a chorus of, uh, whenever I'd bring this up, but we'd have to do 200 sketches per project. And it was just like what I was saying, set that timer, do rough gestures. And, you know, the first couple ones are going to be uh, a little bit more trite. And that's why we always say, don't fall in love with that first idea. I mean, you might come back to it in some capacity, but just because it's your first idea does not mean it's the only idea. And that was the beautiful thing with 200 thumbnail sketches. Somewhere around 60, 70 chaos started to happen. Uh, And from there, you're going to split into different, uh, you know, to use the Marvel Universe, multiverses of ideas. And they're going to go down so many different paths. Uh, Some are going to be great. Some are going to be awful. But somewhere around there, we get a different way of thinking because you're just trying to hit this, you know, random made up number. I have to have 200 of these. And then you just start getting these gloriously chaotic ideas. But something beautiful can happen in this period. And your idea is going to shift from what you thought it was to something totally different. So if 200 sounds like too much, which it can feel a little too much, you know, pick something lower like 30 or 40 and do the same thing. Set that timer and let those ideas flow. No matter how disjointed they may seem, there is something in there. There's a nugget of truth that's going to help find its way into your work. And by working gesturally, you're not going to hold on to that precision and perfection concept because in this stage, you don't want precision or perfection. You just want to freestyle the thoughts and see what happens. So take those gloves off and see how many sketches you can do the next time you set up to do your next body of work. Another tool that is really handy dandy is the mind map. Um, I love mind mapping, especially, and I'll pick on design again. It does come in handy for this um, because you're going to start with that central concept or keyword and then just start branching out. And this is nice also because if you think in a verbal way, this is a really great tool because you're not worrying yet about the visuals of it. You're just worrying about the concept. So since I used design for the last example for, you know, ideation, let's take art for this one. So let's say you are a landscape artist and you're looking for, you know, ideas for your next series and your next series is going to be of the ocean. So put that word ocean in the middle. draw out those branches. What do you think of when you go to the ocean? Maybe you allow yourself five branches to this. Um, Sand, water, blue, sailboats, uh, lifeguard stands, 
and then from there branch out again and branch out again if you so desire so by seeing this grow it's the same thing as those sort of gestural thumbnails that we were just talking about the more ideas can spawn from the style of brainstorming um, so again, the mind maps are going to become sort of virtual landscapes of our thoughts. It's going to allow us to explore different directions. So maybe, you know, by saying the color gray and seagull, something is going to spark inside your head. And this is going to be where your jumping off point for that body of work is going to be. These uncovering of the hidden connections can be great to expand your creative horizons. But sometimes the best ideas come when you're not actively seeking them. I think we've all had this experience you jolt awake at two in the morning and you're like, ah, voila, I know exactly what my idea is. So always keep that sketchbook beside you. Um, I keep just a little scrap notebook and a pencil and then I just scribble it and then hope for the best that when I wake up, I know exactly what it is I'm talking about. Uh, the same thing can happen when you're showering. You can um, get waterproof notebooks and pencils at supply stores. Uh, I mean, um, like camping supply stores. And these are great because if you are, you know, taking your shower and you have that aha moment, you don't have to worry. It's waterproof paper and a waterproof way of writing. Um, just step away from your work. This can be um, a great way also. Uh, we'll talk about this also when we get to the more creative blocks. So this, both of these techniques can be incorporated with these, but just step away from your work. Engage in activities that aren't related to your creative practice. This can provide a really valuable moment of inspiration for you. Take a walk. 20 minutes away from your studio or from your computer can just shift your perspective on the body of work that you're creating. Immerse yourself in other art forms or just give yourself permission to rest. Um, I jokingly call it my <laughs> sad time hammock and then I go outside and I just sit for like 10, 15, 20 minutes and then come back in and I go back to work. Uh, just to give ourselves permission to rest can free your minds from the you know, expectations and perfection that we put on them. And this can also allow for innovative ideas to bubble to the surface. Inspiration can come from unexpected sources. So it might be found in a conversation with a friend, a book that can capture your imagination, or a chance encounter with a piece of street art. Stay open and stay receptive, and then we can create the fertile ground for inspiration to find us. Uh, if you read Liz Gilbert's Big Magic, you know that the muse is sort of there waiting. And if you are ready for it, the muse will come. And if you're not ready, the muse will find someone else. But always be open. The creative process is, of course, not without its challenges. And creative blocks can also feel like roadblocks on our journey. When you are faced with a creative block, it is essential to remember that it's a natural part of the process. And I'm going to do an episode entirely on artist blocks because I get creative blocks all the time. And this is just a sign that our minds need a moment to rest and recharge. And during these times, it can be helpful to engage with activities that stimulate our senses and ignite our curiosity. So you can explore new art forms, you can visit museums or dive into a new hobby to reignite that creative flame within us. I've been working through, again, uh, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. This would be a perfect opportunity to do the artist date exercises. And she recommends you do an artist date once a week, you know, visit a museum, etc. cetera. Um, I've been allowing myself some time in nature. So, you know, give myself an hour or so out at the local state park, you know, sometimes to walk, sometimes to draw, sometimes to just sit and write. 
Uh, this is a great way to get those creative blocks flowing again. And just remember, this is entirely part of that process. This early stage of the creative process is a great opportunity for experimentation. It's a time to play with new materials, techniques, ideas. Give yourself the permission to make mistakes and explore the unknown. The mistake making part of the process is integral uh, because I think we're always working towards that end goal and we can see it in our heads, but we don't allow ourselves that process of failing and then failing better. So let us make some mistakes and just see what the materials can do. Maybe this will open the door to unexpected discoveries and breakthroughs. I like to work with a series of sketchbooks that are purely for this purpose. They go on sale a lot of the times at Michael's for buy one, get one free. And they're just these cheap hardback sketchbooks. I lay six out at a time and I just see what the materials do. What does the crayon do on top of the ink? What does the permanent marker do on top of that crayon? How do all three of these entwine? And I like to see how these mix and match within themselves and to create new flow. Let them dry for a bit and come back and look and see which ones are working and which ones aren't. Some work great and some are a disaster and both are okay. So let us give ourselves permission to make mistakes and to explore that unknown so that we can open the door for these discoveries. And you gotta remember, some of the greatest artworks in our history were the result of happy accidents and fearless exploration. And time for some play. So as we journey through this ideation stage, it's crucial to maintain a sense of wonder and stay connected to our inner child. Uh, children are masters of imagination and creativity, and they possess this innate ability to see the extraordinary and the ordinary. So embracing this childlike spirit can infuse our process with joy, playfulness, and a sense of limitless possibility. I like to take that sketchbook concept that I just talked about and just play. So when was the last time you just played with your materials and saw what they did? I know we're in this like hyper focused, you know, hustle culture where it's and it, the end goal is to make money and that is totally fine. There is nothing wrong with this, but are you allowing yourself that time to play? So embrace that aspect of the art and see what all this experimentation can do. The ideation stage is that birthplace of our ideas, our artistic ideas and concepts. So it's time to let our imaginations run wild, explore and discover new paths. Let us embrace brainstorming, the mind mapping and seeking inspirations so that we can nurture our creative sparks and pave the way for the next stages in our creative process. So this is wrapping up our exploration of our first segment in the series of understanding the creative process. I hope you found these insights helpful and inspiring as you embark on your own journey. In the next episode, we're going to dive into the second stage, which is research and concept development. But before we leave, I'm curious to see what is your favorite technique for this ideation stage? Do you brainstorm? Do you mind map? Do you do your thumbnail sketches or your gesture drawings, let us know in our social media posts or hop onto our website and leave us a comment in our blog post on this. If you want to share a glimpse of your initial ideation stage in your studio, feel free to share it with us. Uh, you can tag us in the post or you can share it with the hashtag artlifeplan. 
Thank you for joining me on today's Art Life Plan podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Remember, your life and your art are entwined, and by embracing the creative process, you can design a life filled with purpose and artistic fulfillment. Until next time, keep creating and living your artful life.